Jolt. The Jolt. Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. What I did for Ah, gotcha. You didn't think you were getting the whole thing for free, did you? <laughs> that is a taste of what I did for love by Josh Groban from his forthcoming album, Stages. It is out on April 28th, and it is absolutely stunning. And what a thrill and pleasure it is to welcome back to our show. Our friend Josh Groban. It's so Hello, good to sir. see you. Oh, it's so good to see you too. Bless your heart for dealing with all that traffic. Man, it's been like it's been insane the last day or two. I feel I like know. I feel like to say oh boohoo traffic in New York is like saying boohoo traffic know, in LA. I know, but I know I know what time the car picked you up, and you should have been here an hour ago. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So, no, so we, and that's that's why we're being really super super. We're, we're petting you because. <laughs> That's a long time to sit in traffic. I had my head out the window like a poodle. <laughs> just kind of like, I was like, well, it smells like trash. <laughs> but at least it's cool and the breeze poor is in my Josh, head. Poor yes. Josh. Oh, and you haven't yes. been here for a while. So wel- I know. Been, welcome to New York. I've been so excited and so looking forward to this. Yeah, not so anymore, looking right? looking forward to seeing you again. No. Well, no, now I'm going to stay in this area for the rest of the day. There's no chance of getting Bless in a vehicle anytime soon. So, so this, is, this is very, very interesting because um, this this is your first full tilt crack at musical theater, isn't it? Uh, as an album, yeah. As an sure, album, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of us you know, who've been following you are thinking, yeah, he hasn't done that. No. Why haven't you done that? Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting because when I got signed, I was I was kind of plucked from musical theater school. I was at Carnegie Mellon University as a musical theater major, right? With some incredible classmates. I mean, Leslie Odom Jr., Josh Gad, uh, Roy O'Malley. Um, wow. And it was a, we were a talented class of about fifteen, you know, and uh, and all of them now are uh, are just doing a Katie Mixon. I mean, just incredible things. So. Um, so, you know, when I got signed, you know, and, and, and I was told, oh, you're not going to play a character anymore, you're going to be yourself, and we're going to find music and write music. Um, it, 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 was a, it was definitely one of those things where I wanted to kind of start my career with some stuff that felt like a new lane and a new path. And, and as, we, as we moved on and, uh, and, and more and more fans started to say to me, when are you going to record some of this music that you grew up doing? Um, I felt more confident to do it. I, I realized that actually kind of going back to the roots and making this album maybe wasn't so crazy after all, and I'm, I'm thrilled that they're loving it. It's a, it's a beautiful record, and again, it's Thank called you. Stages. It features uh, uh, Andre McDonald, mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson, who was actually just here a few days ago, oh. and Chris Bodie. Um, and there, there are probably some of the more challenging songs um, anybody could take on because uh, a lot of the songs, or at least several of them, Stephen Sondheim songs. Yes, yes. he writes uh, dreaded, feared songs. Oh, they they are they're <laughs> tricky, and you know you grow up listening to them and and you appreciate them, and then when it's time to actually kind of sit with the pianist and and sing them, mm. you realize, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to woodshed this. This is uh, this is a lot to get the voice around, you know, and mm. uh, and so you know, and and not just from a from a a note by note standpoint, an interpretation standpoint. His songs run really deep, and so. Uh, so, so you know, this album was kind of, I was joking, kind of whittled down from a, a double Sondheim record to, uh, to, to what it is today. And, uh, and we got three in there, and uh, so I was thrilled for that. Amazing. So it's funny, the, the, your last two albums, there was All That Echoes, which was in mm-hmm. 2013, yep. and Illuminations, yep. 2010. 
two of my absolute favorite records you've ever put your voice Thank to. Thank you. Uh, just and, and and you know I can't I was I was re-listening to both of them yesterday, preparing for your your visit and then going into the new songs and and thinking okay which one of these doors because you have a favorite in the moment and and to me they're they're neck and neck because they're too different to kind of choose one over the other because mm -hmm. Illuminations is so gray and brown yeah right uh -huh. you know just you know it's like it's two texture. very different processes yeah I mean, it was it was uh very different experiences making both those records two two producers with very different styles in rick rubin and, and rob cavallo yeah and uh and so both of those records i think were the products of those experiences and um and this was again another very very different experience going going back to the orchestral right. world yeah so what i was wondering as i was listening to those records and we talked about this in re regard to those other records when when they were new was then i was wondering what you had to unlearn in mm. order to be more pop fluid more rock and roll fluid because especially you were working with m rock and roll maestros yes absolutely um and and you know you you were able to kind of be your your full josh groban on songs like you know falling slowly or brave uh -huh, or, yeah but but you know there there had to be a certain kind of fluidity that uh -huh. these songs sort of don't allow. So right. what did you have to relearn? Sure. So these songs have their own set of challenges that are, yeah. that are different from when you're when you're exploring new music and when you're recording stuff that has more of a pop or a rock flair. These songs r really demand a, a, a total line in the voice. There is This is a back-to-school kind of a record for yeah. me vocally as far as just um, the dedication and the work that had to go into um, getting my voice around these songs. And on the one hand, I'm taking off the hat of what's new and fresh and current and putting on the other hat of um, how am I going to best interpret these songs and, uh, and, and best find arrangements to these songs, which was a great challenge. And it was equal to the challenge of finding and writing and producing new music. Um, but uh, but these are, these are modern-day American arias. I mean, these are really, yeah. these are tough songs and they're emotional songs and have incredible stories to them that go that go beyond the characters in the shows i mean that was the interesting thing too about when you're finding songs for this record some of the songs how many of the songs fit on their own outside of sitting through a two-hour right. show and outside of the storyline of that show these are songs that fit in your life um whether you're thinking about george surratt or anatoly or or whatever yeah Talking to Josh Groban about his uh, forthcoming album, Stages, which is out on April 28th via Reprise Records. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll let you hear another another taste of, uh, of the record in a little bit. But um, what's changed about your voice? Because the voice is an instrument, but it's also part of your human body. And, and you grow, you change, you live life, mm -hmm. and as well as you take care of yourself, mm -hmm. it's going to change. So what's different about your voice now than... The last time you sang something so I don't want to say traditional, but yeah. something more classic and, and 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 I guess in some ways restricted than pop and rock. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, in some ways more restrictive, and in some ways more freeing. I mean, truly, sometimes when you're when you're um, in in the confines, let's say, of a pop song, and there's a rhythm, and there's there's a certain vocal level that you kind of have to stay in between so that you don't get too operatic, too bombastic, and at the same time you don't get too soft with it. Sometimes I think pop vocals, you kind of have to stay in a certain vocal lane so that you don't, um, you know, get too soupy with the production style and the, mm -hmm. and the drums and the whatever else. 
with these songs, I think there's such an unabashed willingness to really be full-throated and to, and to express every uh, nuance of the voice that um, that it was uh, certainly the most fun record to sing. But as my voice has grown, that's one of the, also one of the reasons why I haven't made this record for as long as it's taken me, because um, because earlier on in my career, I just I didn't think I was right um, emotionally or vocally to kind of tackle a full album of these songs. I wanted to wait a little bit. So was it? A, are you finding that your uh, time? I hear more character in your voice because I hear life in your voice now. Mm-hmm. Um, how flexible is your voice these days? Is it more or less? I'm mean, I'm wondering if it's less because uh, of time. Well, I, I to me it's to me I I now feel like I can do a hundred shows a year and and sing anything I want. Whereas earlier in my career, um, I had to really limit what I did because I didn't have the stamina, and stuff was harder to sing. That's so interesting. So how um, do you do that as you get older? Because it's you. I mean, the reason why I said what I do is because yeah. it usually works the other way around. Yeah, you start young with all the stamina <laughs> in the world. And then you move backwards, well, right? The, the nice thing about classical or traditional training in the male voice is it actually does get more nimble and actually does get, you know, more, you know, stronger as as you get a little older. So now at 34, um, you know, I started all this at 17 or 18. So a lot of what I was singing when I first started was very fresh and young, but it was also based on a lot of just kind of natural ability and not a lot of uh, not as much training because mm. I was signed out of basically high school. So I was a student and a professional at the same time. So that, you know, kind of has a wide-eyed and bushy-tailedness to it, yeah. but it also has a what-the-hell-am-I-doing-ness to it, too. Mm. And I think that as I've had now 15 years of experience and training and touring and things like that, you know you know, you know, know how to tame the beast a little more. And, uh, and so that's another reason why it's fun to tackle these songs, because I think they honestly would have been too hard for me when I was, you know, 19 or 20. When, when you're... I'm wondering if you're like a lot of us where we, we we are rushing to get to one point, and once we get there, we're not always as focused on what we're doing as much as what we're doing is making us think about what we can do after. Mm. So yeah. what, what, what creatively unlocked for you about your future while you were making these songs? Well, the pressure, you know, as soon as you finish a tour you're in a you're in a lull you've entered a valley again and you're mm. thinking to yourself what's next all the all the energy all the promotion all the hype whatever you do your final show and it's forgotten it's done and you are as good as whatever it is you come up with next and um and so to to be able to go from having made a mu- an album where i wrote a lot of the material to then drifting into this this record where i got to focus on these songs that are so timeless and so wonderful to interpret um, it really opened up my writing mind and the freedom to to write, and I wrote so much for the next record while I was while I was making this record because it it was giving me the freedom to do it. There's nothing worse than feeling put in a corner creatively, where you know, come on, we got a deadline, you got to yeah. you got to think of that next thing, and so to be able to take um, that pressure off and to just sink into the beauty of these songs. Um, was kind of like the reverse psychology that I needed to think about what I wanted to do on the next next record. Yeah. See, I I love you as a writer. I, I, Thanks. I think that's what I think. What I love so much about you've always been you've always been really supportive of when I write stuff. Well, I, I mean, it's exciting because um, n- not everybody with one gift gets another. 
That's how I look at it. Usually you get one if you're lucky. <laughs> and I can't dance, so... So there you go. It, so you better fucking out all right. absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. you're, 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 I, I, love, I, love your, I love your way with words. I love your way with melody. Thanks. I have... It's funny, though, because I think, like, like uh, a lot of people, when you, have a, when you have an artist whom you're very invested in, you start fantasizing what you want them to... It's like fan fiction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have all kinds of fantasies for what I what I think I would love to hear Josh Groban do. Uh, what What are your fantasies? <laughs> uh, if I wasn't doing If I wasn't doing this, yeah. Well, just, I mean, no. What, what's next? I'm, no, what's see, next? I'm, see, I'm thinking. I would love. I'm to, thinking this is fun, and you're gonna love yes. it, and you're gonna savor it, and you're gonna give it every drop you have. Yeah. But I also know you in my mind to be super ambitious. I would love to. I would love to uh, make an Appalachian bluegrass record. I would love you to. You are not being honest. <laughs> Listen, you're talking about fantasies here. Listen, <laughs> All right, I, give it to me. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, I want to to make this thing, and uh, and uh, you know, I also want to do some composing that doesn't have to, you know, revolve around singing. You know, I think that I think the. Uh, you know, there's always kind of a, every singer has a bit of a love-hate relationship with the idea and the challenge of singing and getting, the, you know, your voice into a song and thinking about melody as you can sing it. And I think that I love melody so much to, to not have to think about singing it and just thinking about freeform um, emotion of it. Uh, I would love to write something for a film score one day. That, that would be a pipe dream for me is to do some film composing. Um, but uh, beyond that, um, get out the get out the kazoo and the, get the and the kazoo. washboard. Can you uh, just see him do that? <laughs> Can you just see him do that? I don't weird. know. I, I, just weird. Exactly. I just It'll have be this a triple album. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way out of your record deal. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Control, <laughs> control. I'm finding control wherever I end up next. <laughs> <laughs> As we continue talking with Josh Groban here on the Jolt, I'm Larry Flick. It's a 43 past the hour. The album is called Stages. You know, some I just I have these these. This is gonna sound. Okay, this may sound. This will sound as twisted as kazoo's. I have these Freddie Mercury fantasies about you. Really, I do. <laughs> I think because I I think you are locked deep inside. A rock and roll hero. You think? I do. Mm. I don't know. After watching Madonna in the UK, I don't think I want to wear a cape ever. <laughs> there were no I... capes in your. Fi- <laughs> okay. First of all, I, I'm going. I'm going to say that even though you can sing very pretty, you're too butch for a cape. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. You, you know, you're saying real the pretty cape. there, John. <laughs> yes, but, right. but you're too manly for the cape. All right. Well, we'll come up with my own costume then. But my I do. Own, but I do. Own. I just. I. You know. I just think that a voice like yours, and maybe because I'm. I'm old enough to remember. The days where you you had to have different vocal skill to be a rock star. Oh yes, very different. And um, he's one of the reasons. One of the reasons why he's such an inspiration to me is because he he was. Is he? Oh yeah, I mean he was fascinated with classical music. I mean, mm. if he could have been an opera tenor for a couple of years, I think he probably would have would have done that. And um, and he did, in fact, you know, uh, do some kind of very classical composing. And and many of those songs are are rock arias. I mean, they're incredible. But but he was just. Um, a genius vocally. He just was one of those people who had the technique, but also had the uniqueness in his voice. Yeah. That he never he never shook it. It was it was uh, it was it was just you know recognizable from note one. You know that's how we describe you. Well, you're very very kind. No, uh, I'm not. But uh, you actually know me. I'm a nasty bitch. But my goal, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my goal, you know, later in my career is hopefully I can look back and people will say, okay, yeah, that's 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 him and him alone. 
that's always the goal as, as a vocalist. But um, maybe a, what if it's like a plaid cape? What if it's like a lumberjack kind of? Uh, How about deal? a plaid cape and an axe? A what about plaid that? cape and an axe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll negotiate that. But uh, let's let's. It's also a microphone. What do you, I don't know. That's yeah, a lot of extra prop but you know what? That's a let's, lot of prop work. But let's yeah. agree. No, but let's agree mm-hmm. that the cape stays on. All right. <laughs> that you don't have no half, dramatic moments. That you don't have hate, don't... half naked boys ripping it off of your son. Yes, flying into the, the air. If the cape comes off, I'm taking it off my damn self. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or the just power of Velcro. Curl it over a shoulder. <laughs> That's my advice to young singers. Mark of Zorro. <laughs> Let no one handle your cape oh, but you. Lord. That sounds really dirty. Uh, <laughs> the album. Maybe it was supposed to. Maybe. The album by Josh Groban. It's, it's absolutely extraordinary. So beautiful. Um, it's called Stages. It, uh, it, it comes out on April 28th. It has, as I mentioned, a duet with Kelly Clarkson and Audrey McDonald. And uh, there's, a, there's a beautiful uh, moment with Chris Bodie. Um, Honestly, there. My, my, I think I, I don't have my favorite song to play because uh, it hasn't been uh, uh, released to the public. But mm. but I really love uh, I really love finishing the hat. And oh, anthem is just wow. the most extraordinary moment ever. It's just that song is kitchen sink, and it was written to be kitchen sink. I know, I mean, but you know what? Everything is you in have everything. Everything's in you it. Have, yeah, it works. You, but you, but you, you know. Uh, boy, oh boy, you make it look easy. Oh, well, that's that's very kind. And, that's, no, you make it look so easy, it. Josh. You're like you're really one of our great singers. Thank you so you're much. One of our great singers. Well, you you've been one of my biggest supporters from day one, and well, I just I can't thank you enough. It's always. an absolute pleasure. So here's a tip: while you uh, here's 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 how it works. You go to uh, iTunes wherever you like to download music. On iTunes, they're offering. Uh, what I did for love and pure imagination as pre-orders. Mm-hmm. You can get those right now. Get a tip. Get all that echoes and illuminations. <laughs> two of my personal all-time favorite albums, and I say that for real because I play those songs. I'm looking at them in my library right now. I play them all the time. Um, <laughs> they're both gorgeous. Actually, all that echoes feels like uh, early morning spring record. Oh yeah, don't you think? Yeah, it's like I actually perfect... wrote a song called Spring. I know for that record. Yeah, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful. Oh God, so good. <laughs> and 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 illuminations. Maybe with a, a glass of brandy or scotch, <laughs> Sunday evening, right? Yes. Good stuff. Absolutely. While you wait for stages. Yes. And then once you can, get your hand on stages. And then a nice strong cup of coffee for, uh, for stages, maybe. I don't know. No, you won't need anything. It's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all senses overload Absinthe. in the best way. So to be continued, sir, yes? yes? absolutely, always. Let's Larry, go out with so uh, Pure Imagination by Josh Groban here on The Jolt. Into your imagination 